Welcome to the Reroll Gaming Podcast, where I, Tanner Prentice, guide five of my closest friends through an original adventure playing the tabletop role-playing game Pathfinder 2nd Edition. In the world of Rell, five strangers brought together a resistance under the shadow of the Blackreach Empire. Until everything changed. A villain and former lover named Hogoth fractured the planes of existence, ushering in an endless night and an era of undeath. All in the name of an undying dragon, Zarox. Now, the fate of Rel is left to these five adventurers. My name is Ayla, and I play Bo Cantrell, a fallen Asimar and cleric, with Cosmios, the god of fate, as my deity. Hi, my name is Zane, and I play Cinder Lafayette, the halfling investigator with a dicey past. My name is Octavia, and I play Starlet Moonbow of the Dragonfire Isles. Starlet, or Star, as she's better known by her companions, is on a mission to save her true love, Faya, from the Maiden of Spiders. Hi, my name is Latara, and I play Kiarin Nimone the Sadistic, the Dolel champion of Emin, who yearns for that redemption that is so far out of her reach. I'm Brendan, and I play Groth, the half-giant magus who may have fallen in love with the wrong man worshipped the wrong god, and then accidentally brought the two together. These five heroes are the last best hope to save Rel, but can they overcome this darkness that spreads under the shattered sky? Find out now on the Reroll Gaming Podcast. Welcome back to the Reroll Gaming Podcast. Where you. you can only expect the finest of role play from the finest of people. Insane. You could expect that, yeah. You, you can could definitely only come in with those expectations. <laughs> How are you, you guys can also doing? expect to have your expectations dashed. You could also expect that expectations aren't always what to expect for I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. I like to unexpect we'll the unexpected myself. <laughs> I've <laughs> that's one of those phrases that drives me crazy. Expect the unexpected. Go fuck yourself. That's like I mean, give it, give a hundred and ten percent. That's not. Yeah. It's like that's literally impossible by its I own will definition. Throw yeah. up You're an asshole. right now. Yeah. That's my hundred and ten percent. Expect the unexpected. 110% of my foot right up your ass. 110% of my tummy hurts right now. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) We are now in fall. Fall is in full swing, and we are encroaching upon the holiday season. For those of you who celebrate whichever holiday, I think we all do Christmas here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this episode will probably air like... Brennan doesn't celebrate anything. Brennan lives in a hole in the backyard, and that's just where he stays. <laughs> I like it there. <laughs> when do you guys start celebrating Christmas, and is there any tradition that, like, ushers in the holiday season for you? Yeah, I start wearing headphones every time that I'm in a public store, uh, <laughs> sometime between October and November. You don't want to hear that banging Mariah Carey song? God, it's, it's really know, good. I don't mind hearing it a couple of times. It's just, you know, by day three, it's... Yeah. 
by day three i mean like it really does four hour playlist that just keeps going it really does feel like too it's just like fucking like midnight like you know 12 a.m on october 31st you know going to like november 1st it's like just halloween's gone and now it's just christmas time yeah i i used to be adamant that you couldn't start your christmas celebration until the day after thanksgiving but that that day you pull out your christmas tree you get everything out and christmas starts yeah but uh last year and this year i'm starting to cave a little bit more to starting in november earlier in november because uh Thanksgiving sucks. <laughs> That's because you work in a gr- in like a grocery store. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, we actually pulled out some Christmas lights today and got started. Gonna decorate some stuff in the house tonight. I feel like I can't afford two months of Christmas time. But Christmas afford? Yeah, you have to buy. You don't have to. Only thing you have to buy is presents, which is a lot of money. But it doesn't mean candy you have to buy more presents because you're starting. The only thing sooner. you have to do is just spend a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, electricity, candy canes, electricity. Uh, Why are you just stuck on like candy cane? I spend candy canes more are candy. Yeah, like, do you eat a lot of candy canes a year on I, candy canes? I'm not actually huge candy cane. It's person. killing our budget. <laughs> Six to eight thousand dollars next year. We're behind on our right. rent. <laughs> because inflation's hitting us all. You know, those candy canes aren't getting any cheaper. Soon they'll be I our mean, only uh fucking coin system, just candy canes. I um I mean yeah, going into like holiday season and stuff, I'm always just I'm I'm really big on hot chocolate lately, like the last couple of years. Hot chocolate's eggnog. a eggnog. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not an eggnog fan. I love eggnog. Cold eggnog, eggnog, some hot eggnog, some coffee eggnog, some whiskey eggnog. We've probably talked about this on this podcast. Remember the gross? Yeah. (laughs) You knew where I was going with that immediately before I even finished the sentence. Okay. (laughs) So, we, yeah, we probably talked about this last year, but. It's still funny, though. When Zane and I first moved in together, I think we, we were either 20 or 21. And we wanted to make alcoholic eggnog. And <laughs> neither of us had the foresight to look up any recipe. I, As far as my side is, I've never had it or seen it made. I don't know if you had any experience at the time. But we, no. <laughs> we didn't look it up. So we just like bought a bunch of rum and bought a bunch of eggnog. And Zane was like, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to heat it up and mix it together. I was yeah. like, okay. And so we just almost boiled eggnog with rum. <laughs> well, no, because it's like just this basic well, math. What happens to eggs when you heat them up in a pan? They cook. They scramble. So wait, it basically so ended up being were you making half eggnog congealed from- scrambled eggnog with Are you rum making eggnog it. from scratch? Or no, we, we bought it from the store. <laughs> I always heat up my eggnog well, and then just add whiskey in a pan? to it. I have. Yeah, you're pan. probably heating it like not at it, cooking temperatures. Just right. Like, just like I don't know cocoa. what we did, but it turned in. It turned into basically like Dude, a uh, rum omelet. Like like <laughs> a, a good, sweet rum omelet. <laughs> a good two inches of like eggnog pudding skin <laughs> that is immediately followed with a hot shot of rum. 
Oh, God. <laughs> well, basically, it's our solution like to it, too, was just like, well, OK, I'll just heat it back up, mix it so it goes back into a liquid kind of, and we'll just drink it as fast as possible. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> so we just got, like, really drunk on eggnog, like, yeah, rum eggnog, in, like, the course of, like, 20 minutes of trying to choke down as much boiling hot eggnog as he possibly could. I guess I usually <laughs> microwave yeah, my like... eggnog. I don't know. Yeah. I, I told you my sure stomach hurt at the hand. beginning of this episode, and now it hurts. <laughs> you're now you're talking about eggnog omelets with rum, just. I mean, that was just that was the first and the last time I ever tried to do that because I just I discard myself. <laughs> we fucked up, and we were also broke as shit. So we're like, well, we're not gonna not drink. This was this our alcohol for the night. I think we you put like most of the rum in there, but you heated oh, up the rum in it. Yeah, I, not that this. The point of the story is. I know the point of the story is that this wasn't done with any semblance of intelligence. We definitely didn't cook like definitely, definitely we didn't not, ended up cooking all the alcohol because I remember getting drunk and I remember feeling like absolute trash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, get some protein though. That's, That's good. good. Yeah, good That's protein good. with your rum. Yeah, disgusting. But speaking of that cold wintry season, let's go on back to this cold wintry mountain valley where. Fort Graverot lies, and I wanted to take a moment to kind of give a little better overview of the fort. I, I don't know if I accurately conveyed this, but what the fort looks like from an outside perspective is an old small town that has been either taken over or occupied, whether it was abandoned or occupied previously, who's to say, but mixed with a war camp. So you have things like Frost Knuckles' tent uh, and the tannery that are temporary structures, but you have the inn that seems, or the skewer dwarf rather, that seems to be held up in an old farmhouse and an old barn that is currently where Groth is being held. So there's a bit of a mix of styles here. Just thought I should add that for a little flavor and spice. I was kind of wondering about that, yeah. But yeah, it's like pre-existing structures that are old and run down. That kind of makes sense. Yep. So without further ado, we are going to pick up where we left off. Starlit Moonbow and Bow Cantrell you two are outside of this direwolf pen, and Star, you had just cast Speak with Animals on yourself, and a scrawny little wolf you had beckoned to come to you, and it shyly did. What are you doing? Um, I kind of, Star will squat down to the level of the wolf, um, and she'll say, Why do you let this abuse continue? There's more of you than there are of him. And she's like, imagining, I guess I imagine this is not coming out in like Star's voice. This is like, she's speaking the language of the wolves, essentially. Woof. Woof, woof. Bark. Bark. <laughs> Uh, she's like, why, why do you let this continue on this way? There are far more of you than there are of him. You could easily, well, most likely take this camp if you really wanted to. The pup weakly 
sort of flinches away from your words and says, I, we are so weak and hungry. He is the only one who feeds us. And he is strong. He shows us. I understand, but... You could... If you could help me, I can at least try to help you. There are plenty, plenty of these beasts, so to speak, that do not deserve to continue breathing. You're a direwolf. What more can you do other than feast? All I ask is that you don't hurt me and mine. But... Truly, the choice is yours. I cannot make you do anything. I will not, but... You have two options. Continue on in this way. Or change it. Give me a diplomacy check. Hang on. Gotta uh, open my actual character and not just use my unknown level one fighter. Nope, that's your character. Yeah, Fuck. sure, I'd be fine. No! Diplomacy. <laughs> I'm going to use my reroll. We will. That was lame. Uh, can I pick the higher of the two or do I have to use the second one? I don't remember how. You, we could I, definitely. You I think definitely it's like an higher. advantage That's how we've one, done right? It. Yeah. 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 Uh, 18. Um, I mean, I don't get anything because I'm kind of wolfy myself or... Uh, well, this is interesting. Actually, the Pathfinder hero point rules, you must use the second result. Ooh. What about re-roll rules? Okay, so I think we're going to go with that, but since this is a change from what we've done, it'll start after this roll, because I don't so think that's So if we're going to go with fair. those rules, we should also get a re-roll at the start of each session, too, right? Mm, no. <laughs> I feel like I I give rerolls out pretty pretty. You guys usually are in one a session or close to. I mean, I I do see what you're saying, but I don't want to. Now, what if you can spend one to reroll and use the second dice, or spend two to take the higher? I like that. Something like that. I like that. Yeah, we could refine it too later on. But uh, for this roll, we'll do our old rules. But going forward. So, 18 is correct? <laughs> yes. I'll show you a... Wait, <laughs> hold on. Yeah, I'll show you a hard ass. Do we still do... Like use three re-rolls to pick yourself up if you go down? You, it's it's all use your, all your yeah. re-rolls. So, if you two, have it one, works. it works. Yeah. Oh, really? But as it's long as you oh. all them, the rerolls you have. To use all you all have. That you have. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I thought it was you had to have three. That's why it's like you kind of want to sit at a happy medium somewhere there. That, where okay. You're not at yeah, three, I remember what you were saying about that, and out. now I'm less confused. I also did read that apparently, so when you go to dying and you get healed or get up from dying, you have the wounded condition. So if you have wounded one and you go down again, your dying condition, which is, you know, how many, essentially, if we're talking D&D &D terms, would be death saving throws, how many you've 
failed or whatever, you add your wounded condition to that. Mm -hmm. However, I read that every time you fail a check, your dying value increases by your wounded value. So if you're wounded one and you go down, you're at dying two and you fail a check, you die. Are you sure? I'm almost positive I read this. But we'll worry about that when we get From to From where? The Did toilet you fact store. Check? You read it in the notes that you wrote yourself. <laughs> I read it on Fox News' Pathfinder <laughs> community boards. From Donald Trump's website. It's on, like, it's on like Fox 28 or whatever. I wish I could do a Donald Trump impersonation. He's re-rolls. No, I, I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> All right, you rolled a 18, you said? Yeah, and I asked you if you would give me anything because I'm a wolf, too. Or fox. Foxy wolf. Wolves eat You also foxes. haven't been a fox for that long, so you're not really used to... Shut the fuck up, it, I guess. I don't you used know. to be a cat. Who asked worse. you, you fucking smelly right. dwarf? <laughs> well... With an 18, the pup looks at you uncertain, and he responds and says, We can't, we can't as long as Master is watching us. But maybe if you kill the Master, we would be free. I'll keep it in mind. Well, in the meantime, try and spread the spread the word a bit. See how everyone feels about it. Viva la revolution! <laughs> With the dogs. Oh up. fuck! This dog should have had a French accent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a cigarette. pin. <laughs> 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 In response to that, the small pup begins to howl, and the wolf pens quickly pick it up, howling with, and I think everybody in the camp currently hears these howls throughout, Groff, you included, and they echo even into the valley outside of Fort Graverot. Meanwhile, Kiaren, what are you doing? And that is why, even though Emmons stopped killing as much, she became the most powerful <laughs> being, raising herself to godhood. Whoa. Like, pan back, you guys are like sitting at a little table having like tea or something. <laughs> I like to imagine this troll, like crisscross applesauce, like a kindergarten. Yeah. Like wide eyes. Like, I was hoping he would have like tears in his eyes. Like, <laughs> story beautiful. <laughs> Yes, it is, isn't it? One we could all just dream of. Uh, I'm quite parched after that. Uh, I might go get us some beer. You want some? More beer, good. For a growing troll. Where would I find this beer? Find... Excuse me. Oh. <clears throat> I burped and spoke at the same time. <laughs> I feel like that's in character. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> find beer at... Skewered dwarf. Is that the big long house? Beer house. Yes, okay. And I'm gonna wander off to look for beer 
for the two of us and Bo. <clears throat> okay. Bo, what are you doing? Are you with Starlet watching her growl at a wolf pup? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were together before, so okay. I don't imagine I just walked away. Like, yeah, this isn't interesting, and then walked away, because it actually is really interesting to watch. Yeah, I imagine that is actually pretty, like, what the fuck is going on? Okay. Groth. We last left you in this haunted, old, run-down farmhouse. Dark shadows lurking in every corner. These wraiths lying dormant. You are drained. What are you doing? Actually, yeah, I was gonna ask about that. Uh, when you say the wraiths are lying dormant, are they? Because I think you mentioned that last episode. Do they appear to be like in a state of, like, stasis, or are they just kind of chilling? They rise out of the shadows, so they just kind of, sort of imagine it as as a haunted house. You know, it's it's like they're at the edge of your vision the entire time, but once you look over, there's nothing there. However. Once they hunger and smell fresh, not blood, but butt. sort of fresh. Once they smell fresh butt, they rise and manifest, <laughs> swirling together. And they're like, you stink. Get out of my house. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was hoping you would say fresh your vomit because everyone was puking. And <laughs> I like bed bugs with CO2, except they vomit that. That one, that one still has something in its stomach. <laughs> Um. No, I think Groth. Groth, uh, last episode was very last thing he did was crouch down, uh, or maybe even sit down, and uh, he's just kind of waiting, kind of like looking, you know, keeping his face more or less pointed at the floor, but his eyes pointed out at the crowd to see if anybody is even going to make eye contact with him. Give me a perception check, please. Alrighty. Just to kind of help me paint the picture in my head a little bit more, too. What does drained do to somebody, like, physically? Like, are they just, like, tired and, like, lethargic and, like, fatigued, kind of? Yeah, I think, like, pale, maybe a little little skinny, but mostly the color draining from your face. Because it is truly like a blood-drained effect. Okay. Uh, that'll be a flaccid 20. Okay, not a particularly hard check. You have dark vision, I assume, correct? Yes. Okay, not a particularly hard check. In fact, looking around, you see that all these faces shy away from you. Except one. The face of a rather small humanoid figure. Yeah, Gross going to look. directly at it him her 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 I'm gonna look directly at her what are you doing here little one probably the same thing that you are trying to get out of here wow you sound um very male uh, sorry that's that's really off really, that's really quite rude oh, I haven't learned about these things yet I grew up in the mountains <laughs> What, uh, who brought you here? Do the wraiths, like, respond at all to this? 
don't seem to be, but give me, go ahead and give me a occultism check. Zane, you bastard. Flaccid 20. <laughs> they don't seem to respond. You haven't entirely figured out in your time here how they operate. Okay. Um, and my hands are bound, right? Or shackled or something. Is that what's going on with everybody in here? Uh, yes, everybody is bound by rope. Okay. Uh, just the hands, though? Just the hands. Okay. Yeah, at this point, this, uh, this small humanoid figure is just kind of, like, going to carefully lay down and through all the muck and the vomit and the feces and stuff is going to just start trying to, like, crawl slowly her way towards Groth to try to avoid any, like, detection while this is happening. Give me fortitude save. Okay. Also a flat 20. Okay. You give yourself the sickened one condition because that is a particularly gross thing. You have sickened me as a DM? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Fucking disgusting. (laughs) I think I got a little bit of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) No. Just just swallow it. It'll be easier. You you never spit it all out. I'm just gonna send it right through. Um, also, at that point, too, I'm uh, also drained, right? Uh, give me a will save. Perhaps not. Okay. okay. Can I? Bit of a retroactive will save. 26. You are drained one. Okay. Where are you? There you are. Okay. Yeah. Th- yeah. <laughs> I think Groth is going to see this and just be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, I don't no. know if there's much of another way for her to get over to you. Uh, that's clever. <laughs> okay, you you stop. I'll meet you in the middle. Stop, Carlin. <laughs> Is she not able to stand up? Okay. What are you? I'll who? Just, I'll just wait. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting to hear from the DM. Uh, no, she just said you there's no other up. way to get over, and I was like, only her hands are bound, right? <laughs> I mean, I think. Okay, well, I guess here's my question: If she stands up, does do the wraiths freak out, or is it fine? Uh, one way to find out. I mean, I, th- uh, okay, I think yep. you are. Yeah, I think I think Groth, at this yeah. point, like Groth is going to stand up. He has no idea why she would even be crawling. <laughs> he's he's going to stand up. So I'm trying to find I'm out. trying to paint the I'm trying to paint a picture for you guys. <laughs> OK, sorry. <laughs> with the poop. Yeah, with the poopies. So unnamed small character crawls through the poop. And gets over to you, Groth. What are you doing? Um, is there? Do you want me to roll anything to say that Groth has been working on his uh his own hand bindings with that hidden knife? Don't you have like a really loose knot on your? Yeah, didn't we tighten? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, you could just. You're um, good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're sitting there yeah, trying to cut through the, the really complicated like trick knot. It's, it's, it's like, like I can't quite get it. <laughs> it's like he's already off, and he's it. trying to cut. He's holding the rope on both ends and trying to cut the pinching the knife between my knees, like between your butt cheeks, trying to like. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. Groth is going to uh, just whip his hands out. Not extra fast. Uh, kind of get in the sense that that's this small humanoid is been moving slow and discreet uh he's going to pull his hands out whip this knife out like here i'll show you a better way to tie your hands you'll never know and uh gonna like cut 
the rope in one spot and then carefully unwind it and then like kind of loop it back together the way that mine is. I think she's really kind of worriedly and cautiously like side-eyeing all these wraiths that are sort of hiding in the shadows at this point too. Oh, and you can tell too, she's she's been here for a little bit longer than you have. She's looking like pretty worse for wear. Well, I don't have anything that can help you in here, but uh, what what the fuck is going on in here? I don't know. I've seen the same things that you have. We need to get out of here though before before anything worse happens. We do. What is what does the door look like? pretty sturdy it is not entirely i'm gonna give you guys a bit of a uh, overview that of what your characters would know of this place so far saying you this your character would know that really the danger here is routinely orcs will come in and take people away and they're never seen again okay um but this is a dilapidated building. All of these ropes that tie people's hands together are mostly for show. Nobody comes and checks. Nobody really is reinforcing these um, procedures or anything. And this farmhouse is dilapidated. What keeps people in here is the dread, the being drained, and the lumbering troll outside. These doors that enclose this sort of barn area are shoddy. They don't really close very well all the way. They have two metal rods that stick in the icy ground, but they don't go very far. Escape's not entirely the the most difficult thing, you think, but it is a wide field around you. Escaping unnoticed may be out of an entire camp. Right. yeah, I think at this point, too, this woman just kind of like just looks at Groth and says, uh, noticing also, obviously, his hands aren't actually bound. Says, uh, well, how does a big boy like you get himself caught? It looks like if I just take a guess, you wanted to be here. Oh, sooner or later, it wasn't going to matter. I don't know if you heard that fucking dragon last night. But uh, the whole valley heard it. Yeah, that uh, that'd be me. Oh, it was going to be found by somebody or other. At least here I knew that, uh... I knew we had something to bargain with. What's your name? My name is Groth. What's yours? Cinder. She reaches out to shake your massive hand. I like shake with one finger. (laughs) It's good to meet you, All right, Groth. All right, Groth. What's the plan? And we'll cut away. Back on to Kiaren. Kiaren, you are very easily approaching Starlet and Bo. You find them without much trouble. You see them outside of a wolf pen, maybe seeing the tail end of the conversation that Star is having. I'll, uh, walk up to them. Okay. You guys, uh, having fun learning your way around the camp? Star just kind of, it's like, 
I'd really like to figure out how to get the fuck out of here. This place is unsettling. Well, that's definitely a goal for later, but in the meantime, if you found the beer? As she's eyeing the orc nearby. Um, Star will kind of in a hushed tone um, say no, but if you're trying to go into that tavern, I would not. I suppose we'll have to at some point, but this place is really fucked up. And she'll kind of recount the events of the, uh, weird ghosty lady. And the skeleton well, with the violin, I think is what it was. Yep, you got it. Would Bo be able to, like, kind of surmise that she's, like, a dark, you said, like, a dark priestess or something? Yeah, and you could feel, Bo, the negative energy, just influence uh, around her as if this aura around her bleeds out darkness and necrotic energies um in fact me- oh. sorry uh real quick Bo, why don't you give me a religion or occultism check and i know you tried to do one on her before but this is going to give you something a little different if you succeed religion or occultism yep Ugh. I'm going to use a reroll. 27. Okay. 27 is uh, good. Uh, so with a 27, I think something that crosses your mind is the influence and evil nature of these, this being was so powerful and present it goes to or it it stands the reason that sense might go two ways if you and kiaran walk thin this creature might be able to sense the good within you hmm okay well bo during this recap with kiaran will make it clear like that um are we still standing right next to this orc is watching the pens you guys can be a little ways away that's fine yeah i assumed that we had kind of started walking in a direction karen was trying to pull you guys away by saying that we'd get beer (laughs) he's right there with you guys in the conversation beer (laughs) you guys want to beat some wolves (laughs) yeah buddy he's like i mean even even during this recap i mean even if someone overheard it's not really like news to probably anyone that she's a dark presence so i guess it's more just if you're accommodating on our goodness being able to be felt oh sure yeah i mean star also wants to tell you guys about the conversation she just had with the wolves too i tried to guess what you were saying but that definitely wasn't what i thought (laughs) yes well Speaking the tongue of the animals is always interesting, to say the least. It's interesting to watch. (laughs) It sounds like it could be a good distraction if we find a way to take care of their master. I agree. I think, um... 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I uh, do think in- that it would be a great way for us to escape, though. And to get Groth, and maybe Flint if he's still... Wherever he might be. I haven't oh, seen he's... him yet. I saw him. He's definitely here somewhere. Uh, but in the meantime, I did promise the guard at the awful place that we put Groth uh, some beer as an excuse to walk away. Uh, but I need Bo. Bo, I need you to come back. There is a presence that requires something holy to get rid of, I hope. I, you have any holy water? Definitely. Um, Bo perks up definitely with this. And he says, what kind of presence? It's like a spirits hanging on wraiths. I don't know, but it's, it might require some sort of ritual. Hmm. I wonder if they're too strong to be put to rest. I guess we'll see. I was hoping you might have more of a idea if you were to go look. Bo kind of thinks for a second and says, um, it might be a difference between putting to rest or banishing them, I guess. And I'd like to see them move on if it's possible, but sometimes spirits are lost to the point where they're, they're not, they're just, um, evil. Well, whatever you do, if it gets rid of them, that's great. In the meantime, I've been trying to make friends with the guard. Maybe he'll be more willing to let you in and do your thing. Well, I mean, don't tell him what you're doing, but... Let me make a quick preparation and we'll see what I can do. But first, we must get the beer. Was there any on the outside of this inn? We steered pretty clear. I will remind you that, Star, when you were scouting and you had infiltrated into the camp through the hole in the fence, you did see... The Fortussy. The Fort... The... Oh, yeah, <laughs> like how you just had to go repeat it, like, just God. no problem. My brain did tushy. not comprehend it. I had to, like, <laughs> say it myself. It did start processing it. <laughs> um, you were on the backside of the skewered dwarf, and you... Nice. God damn it. <laughs> and, you, and you saw a back door open, and the kegs were held out in the snow, and the uh, empty ones were tossed on the other side of the building and you heard the violin noise come from in there so you you could in theory sneak around back and get a keg is there any jugs never mind (laughs) (laughs) you can't do any of the things that i just said you're cut off (laughs) okay um star will mention all this um i could probably try to sneak around and grab something from over there would we need to sneak? We were given free reign of the camp, as long as we didn't go in certain buildings, I guess. Uh, I suppose we could, but I truly do not want to draw the attention of what's inside of that, uh, what's inside of the skewered dwarf. 
Well, if you think it's best, just get as much as you can. The troll is quite large. Extra thick, huh? Okay. <laughs> I don't want to play this game anymore. You're the one who fucking wanted to do this, Tanner. I remember yeah, no, fucking well, I woke know. up at 6 a.m. to go to work, and now I'm here playing this shit. Okay. Ew. What was that? Weeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee
There's something I have to do before I leave. Have you seen... I came here looking for somebody. A, a dwarf. Long black hair. Wears a bronze helmet. You seen anything like that? Hoy military member. Yes. I haven't seen him myself, but I suspect strongly that he's here. Do you have any idea where? I don't. But I'll help you find him. Well, I also can't find him if I'm dead, so maybe we should just prioritize getting out of here. Of course. Okay. Need to get a word to Frost up. Unless Groth is purposefully not telling. I think Groth did hear that the dwarf was being held in the tannery. Oh, did I? Yeah. yeah when we Yeah, I guess I would have. Orc. Maybe in, in passing. Or, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. I guess I still wouldn't necessarily know where that is, but I've heard him, uh, heard him call it the tannery. Is that that horrid place on the other end of the camp with all the smoke? Oh, I don't know. Sounds right. Sounds like a tannery. They're not just tannin hides in there. I think Tanner just likes the sound of his own name. <laughs> it's been weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that's that gives me a direction to head, but that still doesn't give us much of a plan. How are we getting out of here? I think Frost Knuckle may be the one person in this camp that can make an exception to the rule that Seems when you come in, you don't come out unless you're going to this, this one a dark priestess? Priestess of this undead god, Zorox. He may be able to take us on a field trip for then. So you just give him pulling up, Zane? <laughs> Who? Don't worry about it. There's a plan. <laughs> yeah, again, Cinder's just gonna shake her head and just says Dark Priestesses. Volka, what the what the hell did you get me into? This is just pretty much under her breath. Volka. Survived a lot. In order to get here. Whoever he is to you. He deserves your honor. Well, listen. A bit before you showed up, one of the orcs came in here and dragged somebody off. It's not going to be long before they come back and pick somebody else. We need to we need to move quickly. I might have a plan to get through that door. Might need a minute. Meanwhile, outside in the snow, both of you hear two heavy thuds. As Kiaran sets down two pony cakes, boom, boom, in front of the frozen troll accompanied by star and bow and the troll says these friends yes these are my uh friends that'll help relieve us of our post if either of us need a break or maybe just me um we haven't ch checked on the prisoner in a while bo's just gonna peek in and make sure everything's okay he hasn't escaped Puts his hand over the door. No check. Give me a diplomacy check. Can star assist? Sure. Uh, what do you say to assist? Star will walk up really close to this probably nasty smelling dude. 
and um, she'll get pretty close to him and kind of just look him up and down and go, Wow, you are quite strong, aren't you? Just trying to distract him. <laughs> yeah. Now, Kieran, what do you say? Frostneckle put us in charge of keeping this prisoner. And we just need to make sure he's still there after I went and got us this beer. Didn't you want the beer? Okay, would you, uh, first star, you roll. Just a straight up, or? Roll a diplomacy, and if you get 20 or higher, uh, she will get a plus one to her check. 20. Okay, get a plus one. And Kieran, what'd you get? I'll also give you an additional plus two for the time you spent talking to him and telling him the story. Okay. So 27 plus two, so 29. Okay. He goes, well, yeah, I want beer. He takes his hand off and he grabs one of the pony cakes with this massive fucking troll paw and just kind of rips open the top and he says, okay, don't let out prisoners and begins to drink. Of course not. We're here to make sure that doesn't happen. But we'll check, and you and I can enjoy our drink. Now... Now I'll cheers him. <laughs> clink. Now, real quick, tell me, it is going to be dark in here. Does, is anybody carrying a torch? Do you all have dark vision? Pretty sure I have dark vision. I don't think I have dark vision. I think that's how it... I think you're the one who doesn't have it. So do you want to carry a torch or star? Do you want to remain outside or just be totally blind? Mm. If I can carry a torch, I will. Yeah, there's there's no problem. Okay, yeah. So you approach these two massive barn doors, dilapidated, falling apart. You can even see through places where wood planks have just splintered or rotted. And as you open the door, the light flickering from the torch shies away the prisoners inside. Just like when Groth entered, they, I think I used the visual imagery of a shark swimming through a school of fish. Same, just this circle aura around you that seems to repulse them, particularly with this light. And as you guys walk in... As, oh. as they step in, I'll say, uh, be sure to give him a nice hard kick for me trying to imply that they might be there in a little bit roughing them up. Okay. And are you staying on the outside, Karen? Yeah, I'm staying out with the troll and drinking. Okay. Closing the door behind them, I assume? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Bo and Star, why don't you both give me perception checks? Uh, okay. I got an 18. 19? Okay. 18. 18? Okay. What'd you get, uh, Bo? I got 21, but I was looking at my spells really quick, because I probably would have done something before stepping in. Okay. Like a protection spell or something. I just have to remember what I have. Because um, we went in here, like, yeah, I haven't cast, cast any spells, any spells here. Up. No. Yeah, let me uh, fix that. Okay. We just woke up and watched the camp a little bit, came up with his plan, and then came in. Right. Okay. I guess 
cast bless on us. Okay, so that turns. Does bless give you a plus one on skill checks? Can't remember. Plus one status bonus to attack rolls. Okay. As you walk in, you scan around this crowd and see these poor forsaken prisoners and you see Groth conversing with a halfling as their heads whip around to you entering. I think Cinder tenses up for a moment but then probably noticing that Groth doesn't do the same kind of looks between Groth and these two people that just entered. Okay. Now, unfortunately because you did not roll high enough on the perception to see this manifesting to act first. These wraiths... Can I see invisibility? Can I... Will I have cast that if I didn't see them immediately? Not quite. So, what you could have seen is the sort of trigger of this haunt, which is these shadows that are creeping along your feet that begin to grow thick and wisp around, and it turns into this wraith-like form and it go- gets close to you and it's just this pain both of you give me will saves I would never save will I hate him <laughs> <laughs> I got 34 fuck nice I got a 30 nice okay still pretty good yep so you both succeed. Bo, you critically succeed, so you take no drained. But with a success, you still take one drained there, star. How do I? <clears throat> doesn't that? sound very you successful. Add a condition. Could have been worse. Now, these wispy sh- wraiths are lingering, especially around you, Bo, as you they attempt to siphon this energy out of you and you can see this draw of it doesn't look like blood but it's like shadow energy coming from star as these wraiths are absorbing it shadow <laughs> yeah it's shadow she's here <laughs> uh, did it. she's the one sucking everybody's life energy she is the life energy funny story now Bo I think what you had surmised earlier you have the options whether to try to help these souls pass or banish them and I think you are exactly on the money with that so I'm going to allow you to give me either a religion check to help pray for these souls to help them pass or a cultism check to help banish them They one is harder than the other but I'm not going to tell you which one okay um well, I would want to determine whether they're, if they can be saved, if there's anything left of these souls, or if they're just like husks of once was and are just pure evil. Or not. I think I, I think you you believe these are tr- uh, haunted, distressed souls. Okay. Well, then I definitely would have tried to get them to move on, which I feel like is going to be the harder one. But we'll okay. try. And Go I wish and- I didn't use my reroll before now because I don't have any left. Go ahead and give me a religion trek. Oh. Trek, trek, a religion trek. It's like Star That's Trek, good. but it's just Mormons. It's a natural one. No. Oh, it is. <laughs> what the fuck? It's not fair. Yeah, 
that really sucks. <laughs> Super sucks. You begin to recite mm. holy verses. You begin to recite. That's what holy... it bow does. That's why it doesn't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Natural one's so hard that the DM loses it too. Anyway. You begin. There's you a begin part to... where it says it has like the word lemon in it, but I actually said demon, and then it summons more demons. Why would it have the word lemon? In it? <laughs> I don't know. Just make yourself a nice, uh, nice uh, Manhattan with a twist of lemon before you get into this incantation. <laughs> when life gives you lemons, demons. you just got to move on to the next life. <laughs> As you recite these verses of holy scripture, hoping that the power of Cosmos will bring balance to these lost souls. Something isn't right. and Maybe it's this dark influence that lingers through the whole camp, but your words are poisoned. These wraiths let out this howl of agony as their spirits become untethered and malevolent. We'll go ahead and pick this up next time. <laughs> Shit. That sucks. I wanted a really cool moment. Even if I didn't succeed at, like, passing them, you know, ugh. I know how much that sucks when it's like, okay, cool. This is a moment that my character should be really good that at. That I get my little <laughs> music and stuff, and now it's going to be like, ugh. I mean, to be fair, we might have a really good distraction coming up here, but yeah. That's true. And we'll find out what happens next time on the Reroll Gaming Podcast. <laughs> on the B-Hole Gaming Podcast. Everybody stop your recordings. That's going to be the last joke. <laughs> Ever. Like, Bo, like, looks, like, at the book he's reading out of, and he's like, oh, shit, this is my incantations from hell, not my, uh, Bible. Oops. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zingaring. The Chronicles of Rel theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more and with your support we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. New episodes every Monday at 12am Pacific Standard Time. See you then.